ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. But there's two of you in that video. But st- stop it! <laughs> stop what? I, I wanted to talk over the intro to make it all stop, screwed up. Stop talking over the intro! <laughs> I don't... It's okay, I can totally fix that in post. I don't think there's two of me. Let me see. I might have a summons with me. Interesting. All know, right. There were two characters. So uh, in case you guys are completely lost as to what Mark and Jason are talking about, they're talking about Elden Ring. But welcome back to the second part the of the spirit, show. Spirit caller snail. The snail. Oh, we're talking yeah. About the snail. I, believe, it, believe it or not, the, sni- the snail is being a royal pain in the ass, and I've, I summoned another player to help. I've, I've totally no, lost see, control. See, he's doing it on his own. I've lost control of the show. That's it. Shows. Hey, hey, we're we're trying to we're trying I to talk no, about things here, Nate. No stop interrupting. <laughs> I have zero control of the show. All right, folks, welcome back to part two of episode one hundred twenty. Uh, in part <laughs> one, part A, we talked about how we learn things and uh, as IT people and whatever. So if you want to go check that out, go back and check out part A of episode one twenty. Uh, but we're gonna banter about really God knows what um, in this part of the show. But first, we're gonna go through our announcements. And uh, the only one I do have for tonight is our usual Patreon shout-out. So we want to give a good thanks to Zedthor, NamePending197, Jeremy, Aranami, Andrew, Tetro, Bruce, Robert, Matt, David, Solemn, Trooper-ish, Linux, Sys666, I wish that was easier to say, Mark with a K, The Mentor, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, J, Charles, and our good old friend 22532. So thank you. Thank you to all of you for uh, being patrons. It's awesome. Got Mark his mic. Got me my mixer. Sorry, Jason. What should should we buy you? We can get you, uh, I don't know, some sunglasses or. uh, He wears his sunglasses at night. Apparently, apparently I need a copy of Elden Ring. You do need a copy of Elden. <laughs> does that does that benefit the podcast somehow? Should we should we buy Jason a copy uh, of Elden Ring with the podcast ones? He could. <laughs> Look, all I know is that that we talked about Elden Ring on the podcast previously. Therefore, we can. Therefore, it's we related. Can claim it on our taxes. I think that's this, how that works, right? Is this is this how your expense reports I mean, go for work? The IRS <laughs> might have a word, what? but. I mean, sure. What expense reports. <laughs> no, I have expense reports. You have to go places. Yeah, good point. I would oh, like to expense. I would point. like to expense my breakfast and 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 the laundry detergent so that I could wear clean clothes at work in my basement. But yeah. you don't. You don't really need to wear clean clothes for work. I mean, no one can smell you. As long as they're not I staying, can smell me. it's fine. Yeah, but they don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we don't have any new reviews. Look, I'm already not wearing pants, so. Oh, good. Oh, damn! I didn't need to know that. <laughs> but you won't. You won't it's know a podcast unless, on unless a video, he stands like, up. You know, unless he stands up. You yeah. Won't know. Here, look. <sighs> no, don't stand up. <laughs> stand up. No, don't do that. All right, so uh, that was pretty much all the announcements we had. Uh, uh, any any other announcements that I'm missing here? I don't think so. I don't think we're missing anything. We're good. We can go on so, into the so reviews. We are, we are, but go ahead. We, we are actively talking about B-sides. Okay. Um, trying to figure out what exactly we want to do this year. Uh, you know, whether we're going to have it in person or, or it's going to be virtual again. So 
hopefully we will have an answer for that in in the next couple weeks. Uh, Defcon six one zero is next week. If anybody's in the Lehigh Valley area and wants to come out to Two Rivers Brewing and have a peanut butter burger, talk about information security peanut and lock picking and whatever. Have some talks lined up if I remember correctly. I don't. I don't know. Those peanut butter burgers are badass. They really are. They, they are, are good. so good. And you know the underrated bacon chop salad. The poutine is also very good. Yes, I have yet to find good. the shitty food there. I really, really miss. They had kicked up mac and cheese, which was like mac and cheese with Kick it. with um, salami. Not salami. What the hell's the word I'm looking for? Kielbasa. Cut up kielbasa in it. And a lot other things. I don't know what else is in it, but Wait, it was awesome, what? and it's gone now. What? I didn't. I never saw that. That that mac, would have, that would have totally tried up, that. Kicked up mac and cheese. It was great, and they replaced it with some new wow. thing that's got like cauliflower in it. I'm like, I don't want that crap. Give me my are you ever, mac and cheese. Are you back. ever going there again, Jason? Yeah, I'm just I, I it, masking and and you know staying home and etc. I, I have I have responsibilities to people that are compromised, immunocompromised, oh, okay. so I, I tend to stay away. I understand. No well, further. We'll, uh, you didn't. That's fine. We'll. And uh, to be honest, I don't I, I don't blame you. Right. Because the 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 attendance was really low for quite a while. Right. Uh, when, when we went back to in-person meetups and it has now kicked up, it, we, we, we were we're getting quite a few attendees now. So if you're worried about exposure, then yeah, you might want to stay away until whatever comfort level is back that you need. Yeah, just set me up a plastic box in the corner. Okay. I'll sit in the plastic box and we can chat. We're we can good. Put you, put you in a box in the corner if that's what you need. <laughs> but uh, I, but I, yeah, I miss, I miss I miss like, all he is. I miss going out. I like, just you um, know. I'm I'm really glad that the attendance is back. But I I got to be honest, right? The the pandemic has me shy of crowds. Well, I, I've yes. never been a big crowd person, but. Um, now it's worse. It's absolutely worse. And it's going to take me time to get back to normal. But, uh, the meetup is one of the few places I still feel comfortable. So mainly cause I know these are generally smart people who probably aren't going to bring COVID to me. They may, who knows, but <laughs> anyway, um, I the think ones I know, the ones I know are generally smart. There's, there's a couple yeah. that are not, but yeah, right. Right. It's, it's possible. It, it is, it is a public meetup, you know, and it's in a public space. All right, so uh, moving along to reviews. Nothing new this week. We need more reviews. Someone go review. Even if even if you make like a bunch of bot accounts to make reviews with, just give us reviews so we have something to read. Don't do that. No, we. Uh, I mean, as long as they're positive, go ahead. I'll read bot reviews on the on the show. That's fine. As long as they kind of sound human. I just Nobody need something to, to read when we're talking about reviews. Anyway, I guess we'll move on into the chat then, huh? Chatty, chatty, chat. So um, Jason and I have 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 a long tradition of complaining about our ISP because we're both on the same ISP. We we both worked for that ISP at one point. I've always had better luck with them than Jason. I don't. It's just I guess the area that we're in or, or whatever whatever segments we're on. Well, that's reversed now. Mine mine kind of sucks for the past several months, and I'm having trouble getting them to fix it. So uh, which is this, interesting because I'm 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 near you and I haven't had a problem. Yeah, apparently, so I still have a friend, I'm sure you do too, but I still have a friend who works in engineering there, and he's been checking on my, friends. 
you don't have any friends. Um, he's been checking yeah. on my on my modem for me, and he said that he really thinks there is a problem that is beyond my cable drop. Like it's it's somewhere within the segment that I'm in, um, which is different, I think, than yours. He described it as only being a couple block radius from my house. Uh, so are you saying the cable company is not taking care of their lines? Because no. I could never believe that of our of our no. of the cable provider that provides so the cable the, for our ISP. The, the, the drop here to my house used to have a tree branch hanging on it like a live tree. The tree branch was leaning on the on the on the line. And last summer I cut it off, not the line, but the tree branch. Um, I may have nicked the line with a chainsaw when I did so, but it worked afterwards. So everything was fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and water got through the sheath. Well, so that was the thing, right? I'm like, do I call the cable company now? If I do, they're probably going to charge me to come out and run a new line. So since it's working, I'm just going to let it go. So I did. And it worked fine for, I mean, the better part of a year, right? Well, now here we are and it's not working right. So I call up the cable company and I'm like, Hey, I think there's damage to the line. There used to be a tree branch on it. I think the tree branch damaged the line. I left out the chainsaw part. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so they came out and replaced my line and uh it wasn't any better in fact i would argue it might have been worse afterward so i called them back and i said hey the guy came out he replaced the line and you know i don't know if like is there a bad cramp i don't know whatever it's not it's not any better so they came out and they tested my line again which the guy did before he left and he's they're like oh look it's perfect Let's replace your modem, the modem you paid for just a year ago. We're going to replace it with a leased modem. No, you can't buy them anymore. We have to lease them to you. It's the only way we do it now. Um, but here, here's your leased modem. The leased modem isn't any better, surprise, than the one I bought because the old modem was probably fine. It wasn't even all that old. It was possible that by nicking the line with the chainsaw, I somehow shorted something in the radio of the modem, but it worked for a year, right? So anyway... I'm about to send the least modem back to them and say, this didn't help, put my old modem back on. But they kind of have you over a barrel then because they have to register the modem. Jason, as you know, they have to register the modem so you yep. can't just plug any old modem in. So I can't switch back mm -hmm. without calling them. Um, and if I and if, if I remember correctly, they explicitly forbid modems that are not supplied by them. That's possible. So, yes. They didn't, they didn't you, used you to. They might, they might now, though. Well, no, this modem I bought from them, the one that I bought, right? The least one is, of course, from them. The old one had two ports on the back of it. The new one only has one, which is kind of frustrating as I was going to plug a Raspberry Pi into the second port and run like smoke ping or something so that I'd have statistics right at the modem so they can't go, oh, this is your network. Well, guess what? There's no second Ethernet port now, so I can't do that. Assholes. I if mean, only yeah, somebody watched... created a device for something like that. Oh yeah. Well, currently I have it. I have two. I have three ports on my switch zoned together or VLAN together. Zoning is a fiber channel thing, not an Ethernet thing, right? Um, but for some reason, the Raspberry Pi won't come online on that. I haven't figured out why yet. So you know, I'm gonna try a dumber switch. I have one here, but I can't find the power supply to it. Um, so once I figure that out, I'll try that. But um, yeah, it, so that's it won't that's come my online. It won't come online because they've cached an old MAC address and it never expired, and therefore the Raspberry Pi can't get an IP. That's possible. That's possible. I want to rule out the switch because, again, my my friend who works in engineering says that he's had problems for some reason with managed switches um, behind the cable modems 
when trying to dole out two IPs. And I don't know if he, he, he didn't really give me any specifics as to why. It doesn't really make sense to me that you wouldn't be able to do that. But I don't know. I, I have this little Netgear switch here, which will do the job. I was going to try it, and uh, I just need to find the damn power brick for it. It's like, don't know where the hell I put it. But anyway, that's uh, that's the fun I'm having with my ISP at the moment. And It doesn't sound like fun. No, it's really not fun. No. It's not fun. However, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but things have been pretty good today. I haven't noticed any drops. I don't know what the stream looks like, but I, I haven't gotten any alerts. And from, uh, there goes the internet. Yeah. It's going to die right now. You uh, said something. I said something about it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's that. I bought Elden Ring because Fun. Mark's been talking about it endlessly for the past month. Month and a half, Great. maybe. I'm the only place. Uh, I am the only person on planet Earth not to own this game. Sorry. Well, if if the listeners it's vote okay. that we can use podcast money to buy you Elden Ring, maybe we will. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Buy buy stuff for the podcast. <laughs> uh, I've only played about thirty minutes of it. I was we last night. I was going to do a live stream where Mark was going to heckle me while I learned to play Elden Ring. Uh, but I, was, I really was looking forward to that too. I was busy fighting with the cable modem, and then when I gave up on that, and I decided, you know what, screw it, I'm going to play a little bit of Elden Ring and not not bother streaming it. So that's all the Elden Ring I've played so far, about thirty so, minutes. I basically got through the tutorial, <laughs> as far as I've gotten. Sorry, you had something to say, Mark? So did you get out into the actual open world? Like, did um, you open the gate to the open world, or no? I don't think i've gotten that far there was the the knight you faced during the tutorial i did that he's a regular soldier he's not actually a knight well, whatever the guy with the big sword how many, and the helmet. how many attempts did that take several <laughs> several yeah, right mainly because i didn't even know how to fight yet it and was that's like fine it was like here here kill this guy that's gonna kick your butt several times and he did and then they teach you how to fight like oh thanks thanks a lot <laughs> So, so there's the big ass thing that kills 99.99% of the players before you're even in the tutorial. The big bug thing. with Oh, yeah, that took me out in, in like one little attack. I'm just yeah, like, he dead. oh, good. And then the tutorial starts. Yeah. The tutorial, you jump down the hole and you actually get to kill some pretty placid enemies, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then you get the soldier who has the big health bar. Yeah. Because that's how you know. So enemies that have that health bar on screen, those are the ones that don't respawn when they're killed. Okay, well, that's good. Because when I finally did kill him, we both landed the death blow at the same moment. So he died and so did I. Mm. (laughs) So you should you you probably respawned at the the grace. I I respawned just outside of him. I came in. He wasn't there. Yes. So. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So that that's. So you'll find that because when you rest at a state of grace, all non-significant enemies respawn. It's it lets you farm as well as other things. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, but if you ever if you basically the key that something's not coming back when you kill it is it either has a big health bar or it says enemy felled in big text, and I don't think there's very many exceptions to that. Okay. Well, cool. That's good to know. But yeah, that's as much as I play. I have to admit, it, it, if it weren't for your recommendation that this game is awesome, 
the the intro part was actually very frustrating. I may have put it down right there. <laughs> so what kind of character did you start with? Uh, I made a bandit, I think it is. Yeah. The, 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 the sneaky one? The I, I one guess. that starts with a bow? He's got a bow and like a bowie knife. Yeah, so he was my first character too. And you hated it? I re-rolled into the caster guy, the astrologer, I okay. think he is. So, so here's the thing. Any character can become anything in the game. In fact, my next playthrough, I'm going to start as a wretch at level one. Because the ones you, that start they, naked, the <laughs> ones that start naked and all their attributes are at 10. You'll notice you didn't start at level one with your current character. He's actually got. Attributes. Yeah, I'm like level five or something. And I don't know right. if I gained so the, a level during the intro or not. But you're right. I was like you, level you don't, five. You, don't, when I out. you did not. You don't have the ability to gain levels yet. OK, because you got yeah, you got it. Right. Um, but I found him a little bit frustrating. OK the rogue but i was also newish can't doing so a caster <laughs> yeah doing a caster is easier doing something that's doing something that's a little more melee oriented will make you a better player probably okay. and i probably didn't give the rogue enough time uh there's also a a, a cool character if you want to make a different one is the is the samurai yeah, that, like that was going to be my ver second get, my second try. The very first, the very first character you can pick, I think, is like a hero or something like that. Yeah, I forget what he was called. Yeah, he, I think he he's was called like, hero. Yeah, yeah, he's like the go-to noob melee sword and board guy. But caster, caster is an easier experience in a lot of ways. Although, when things get right in your face, whacking them with a staff is not generally a good plan. So you normally want to have another weapon you can switch to. Yeah, and you I, still you're still gonna you're still gonna die a lot. I mean, and that's for, the thing. You're, whatever, you're gonna die a lot in the game for whatever reason. I I always gravitate toward the sneaky rogue um, archetype, like in in and every in every RPG I've ever played. Right, unless they don't have that kind of a, a character. So I don't know. I'll I'll give it a try, and if I really have to start over again, maybe I will. Maybe I'll live stream you know, the, the restart. You know. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, I would I still, I I would still love to like, but I'm going camp with the scouts and stuff this weekend, so I don't know when. Like, I'd be back on Sunday. Yeah, I um, have I have no idea when I'm going to have time to sit down and play again. Um, but I would definitely just, get a chuckle out of watching. Just because, uh, and, as the as the and, warmer weather is coming, the more things I have to do that are away from this computer, which is probably not a bad thing. I've spent way too much time at it with Valheim. Hmm. I picked up Valheim well, in the beginning of February, and I have 300 hours already in it. That seems yeah. that seems excessive. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. What I will say is, as hard as Elden Ring can get, when you die, you drop your runes where you died. Yeah, it's fair unless you really screw up. It's fairly easy to get them back, so that you don't. I mean, you're, I've lost a lot of runes anyway because I'm sometimes an idiot, but you don't necessarily. Like, you never lose equipment. Yeah. The only thing you'll so, ever lose is runes. And runes are used to buy to buy gear, upgrade gear, okay. as well as to level your character. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm new enough at the game that I didn't even know if I had any runes yet. Like, was I really even them, losing anything? <laughs> the, the, the amount of runes you have will be in the lower right-hand corner. 
Okay. But like I said, it, you're not going to be able to spend them. And I don't want to get... But as you play naturally and do things yeah. like unlock Sites of Grace and rest well, at Sites of so Grace, part it, of, it, that'll be... Part of why I died so many times with that with that soldier guy is I died a lot to him too, by the, the way. The, 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 the thing they tell you right before you go in there is when you die, you have to collect your runes. If you die a second time, you'll lose them. So I was putting priority on trying to get back to where I died every time I went back in there. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, I'm like, I don't even know what runes are or if I had any yet. Right. But runes I still feel like I should do this because it told me so. Yeah. And I kept dying yeah. trying to get back to the runes. And finally, I gave up on that strategy and just said, you know what? It's the beginning of the game. If I lose these runes, big freaking deal. And I just went in and fought exactly. the guy. And you that's how always... I won. <laughs> you can always you can always farm more. So that's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. And, and the thing about the thing about this type of game, the souls like is a lot of it is about what the first time you meet a new enemy type, you're trying to figure out their move sets and yeah. how to defeat them so that so you'll die a lot. But you eventually every death is like a learning opportunity and yeah. and well. you will be able to, you know, you eventually are able to beat everything in the game. I like most, I'm not the most patient person, but I've just really enjoyed my time in it. Most games I've played recently have a decent death penalty, right? So it's frustrating to die. Um, Valheim's not quite like that. You do have the skill drain if you die, but otherwise it's not really terrible. But you're right. Elden Ring felt like it was very kind at death, which makes me think it's going to happen gonna die a lot. A lot. <laughs> and, and, and there will be times you can't get your runes back. And like... Like, I was a total idiot last night, and I lost a good chunk of runes because of some some stupidity on my own part. I'm like, ah, I can't believe I did that! Yeah. But, no, it happens. You need, you, you need, like, a bank to put your runes in, is what you're saying. Maybe you get that ah. I don't know. No, you don't ever have a bank to put your runes in. That's spend them on level up, spend them on upgrades and stuff. But you don't get you don't ever get to just store your runes in a pile or a bag or something. That's a shame. All right. And the other thing I'm working on is uh, I feel like I haven't talked about 3D printing lately um, or or hex lamps. Did you see the hex lamp mark? Thank God. Isn't it awesome? Oh, the shit. There it is. <laughs> anyway, I'm printing and. Uh, I don't know if you can see this that well for folks that may be watching the video, but see this like funny shape thing. It's a it's a modular shelf, right? On the back, printed a black cube. There's these little pegs on the back, right? And they fit on. Yeah. They're unfortunately all attached to the wall, but there's like these modular bases that you attach to the wall, and then they all clip together. And then there's like a bunch of different types of shelf modules that you can snap into them. And uh, I put a link mm. to it in the in the notes. It's actually really neat. Um, it does look kind of neat. So that's what I'm doing. Know, this this guy. This guy is not dedicated to the podcast enough to rip these things off his wall and show us. I mean, I very, I, very disappointed. I do, I do have the drill <laughs> right, right here. I could, I could do that, but I, I'm probably not going to. <laughs> Interesting. No dedication. So, uh, but yeah, they're, they're pretty neat. It, it takes a while to print one of the, the modules for the wall. And then it takes a while to print each of the, um, each of the shelf modules. They look like they're sizable. Like I'd wonder if they. Oh yeah. If my printer actually has a big enough. Well, the the Ender Five has what is it? Two hundred by two hundred. 
print base. Yeah, in theory, base. mine does too. Um, and I can fit the wall module and two of the connectors on the print bed. So I can, and that's what I've been printing because I print that and two connectors each time, and then I snap the next really? one in, and then the next one, and the next one, and that's all I've been doing so far. The the actual shelf modules, I could only, you, you can only fit one of those at a time on the print bed. So you're going to print one, put it up, print the next, put it up, right? But the cool thing is, once they're on there, they can still snap off. So if you put them up and want to rearrange them for some reason, you can, which I think is kind of cool. I don't know if that's really a realistic thing I'm ever going to do, but it's neat. Mm. I think they were neat. So I decided to start printing them. And I've I've already spent a spool and a half of filament on just the wall mounts. <laughs> so there's a lot of... There's a lot of filament that goes into it, but uh, I think no it'll be doubt. neat. It'll be neat when they're done. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Mark, what are you up to? All right, so we already pimped Elden Ring a bit. I I won't spend too much time on that. Um, I'm pretty far through the game right now. I'm going to say that I'm maybe seventy to eighty percent through. Um, got about a hundred hours in it. Don't regret a single minute. Really good. Now you're you're also playing picked, you're playing on PS5, right? PS5, correct. Yeah, I'm playing on PC. Um, yeah. You were you were right. I think I, I didn't even try the keyboard controls when I fired up the game. It just assumed I was going to use the controller, <laughs> so I figured, all right, I'm just going to use the controller. <laughs> use the controller. <laughs> yeah, I would not try and play it with keyboard and mouse. I will I've, say that. Yeah, you said it's it's not all that great. Um, um, but the the other game that I did pick up recently, my my future son-in-law was over. Maggie and Lucas visited us on Easter weekend, Easter Saturday. So I pick, I had picked up the new Lego Star Wars game and we did some couch co-op with that. And I've played through episode two so far. And it's kind of fun. My kids used to have the Lego Star Wars on the GameCube, I think, or the Wii or some one of the one of the older consoles. And this is the Skywalker saga, so it's like all nine movies. So that that's kind of fun. That's a nice break from dying horribly the, in Elden Ring constantly. The Lego games are kind of funny and they're I think they're pretty well done. And it, I mean, like the, the whole Lego, the Lego franchise is just funny. They they have a really good yeah. sense of humor. and It's it's pretty cool. The star, but the Star Wars games, as you would suspect, they're full of like little cultural references outside of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. They use actual voiceover, not just the mumbling from previous lego star wars games but you can switch to mumble mode if you want to where they're like mmm, 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 you know because rather not they didn't hear have what the, they're saying they didn't have the tech for like the full voiceovers you know eight years ago or whenever that was yeah um but that's a fun game uh life as an evil manager pretty solid i'm enjoying that been a been the manager of the tam since yeah in uh, the southeast since march 1st doesn't your hair have to be pointy now it it probably should be but i'm Work on that. Honestly, though, I, like I'm you finding that, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that 80 to 90 percent of the job so far is mentoring and development, like listening to my nerds, figuring out what they need, helping them out. And then the rest of it's like business process stuff, like figuring out what our pipeline looks like. You know, these are the new these are the possible new TAM accounts coming. How do we how do we staff those? You know, things like that, working with some of the salesy folk. Um, have not 
had any like terrible HR issues with any of my people. I don't have any losers, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, so far, I'm really happy with it. I I had some trepidations before taking the role, but the, the good parts of it have been as good as I thought they would be. So well, talk to me in a few months and see if I'm still happy with it. Yeah, right. But You'll I be like, God damn it, I have to do another HR stupid thing. <laughs> Yeah, hiring but, sucks. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. The worst. Well, I will say the worst part so far, the most frustrating part is here's my pipeline, here's my capacity. I know we need people, and the hiring process is a pain in the ass. The approval process for Rex and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So if, that is officially my wor- the, my my most hated part right now. If there's one thing I've heard from any manager at Red Hat that I have any sort of relationship with, it's that hiring sucks. <laughs> they are not exaggerating. It, it does the hiring, suck. The hiring and, side and, just and, sucks. And I'm not a patient guy. Like, my nature is not be patient. Yeah. Like, my nature is try something. Oh, it didn't work. Well, we'll try something again quickly. But sitting around and waiting for these processes to go through, I forget that part I hate. So the hiring to me is the least favorite part of the job. I mean, I'm sure hi, like I, I'm talking to a person tomorrow who who's a potential candidate. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But the actual back end paperwork aspect of hiring sucks. And Jason, I don't know if you do any of that in your role and, and what your experience is there. You but, probably ugh. did at one point. Maybe you don't now. No, I, I, I don't now. Now I'm just a I'm a I'm a grunt. Mm. Well, I like that, that part me, of being a grunt. a grunt a lot. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why does this work? And, then, uh, uh, uh. and I'm still waiting for my Steam Deck. I'm supposed to get it this quarter, maybe. <laughs> this quarter, which, maybe. Um, <laughs> which kind of leads to Jason, right? Yeah. Jason's waving I, something around. I have my Steam Deck. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It looks it looks nice. It looks big. Like it's a chunky boy. It is humongous, but it's it's pretty slick. Um, I'm super impressed with it so far. Uh, And and if you're familiar with Steam at all, um, just like the Steam client, every single time you turn the damn thing on, it updates. Well, yeah, (laughs) but that's that's okay. That's Um, no, it's it's pretty slick. I I don't really have a I don't have a gaming PC. Most of my gaming is. uh, Xbox. So I've had a collection of, of steam games, mostly because I have kids who, who, who game. So I'll, I'll pick things up and we share libraries and, you know, they've been playing my games for years. So I have a, I have a fairly extensive game library in steam. Um, and when this thing came out, you know, the, the intention was always like, maybe someday I'll get myself a PC, but I don't really have a place to put it and I don't want to build it. And I don't, I don't want windows. So like, that kind of kills any idea of ever getting there. So when th- this was announced, I looked at it and I'm like, so it's going to play most of the steam games. And and the answer is, yeah, I haven't found anything that won't run on it yet. Um, that is, that is steam OS compatible, yeah. regular windows games. Like if it's only windows, those don't run yet, but I'm sure they're going to get past that too. So um, yeah, I'm super impressed. I was I had put in the show notes, not sure if I'll buy when the email hits, but just based on talking to you tonight, I've now struck through that. I'm definitely yeah. going to pull the trigger when I get my email. 
Yeah, and, and uh, uh, so we've got a we've got a coworker so I, who has one too, and he he loves it. He's not even using it for gaming. He he says he wants to use it as like a little pen testing box. Yeah, that was what you know. I got this and I, I I fired it up and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I found the switch to desktop button, and it's just it's a full you know like instantly within like yeah. five seconds I'm in Linux, full blown yeah. desktop yep. everything, and I went. Oh, this is going to cause some problems in in workplaces. Um, yeah. This is a full blown everything. Uh, yeah. You could use yeah. this as your desktop. Yeah. And walk away with it and play games. Um, so the uh, the Steam dock is not available yet. That's supposed to come out next next quarter or sometimes later this quarter. I forget. Maybe um, by the time I get mine. But in the meantime, <laughs> if you have a USB C dock that has HDMI on the back of it. It works just fine. Just plug it and in the dock and you've got a laptop. And off you go. That's cool. Uh, the Steam Deck has Bluetooth, so you can connect your keyboard and mouse to it. Like, it, it's, you know, you're done. Full-blown full system. So it, it's, it, it's cool. really neat. Um, kind of cool. I, I, I was expecting something decent. I was not expecting to pick it up and go, holy shit, this runs Elden Ring. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of blown away. Pretty cool. Now we just need to get you a copy of Elden Ring. Now, uh, now you can play Valheim with us. One of my children, I think, has Elden Ring in Steam. So as long as I get them Maybe both to sign in on this, I've got Elden Ring. That is fantastic. And and that's <laughs> pro like if I do get a Steam Deck, I I will buy Elden Ring on Steam. Like I've bought certain games multiple times, like Skyrim especially. But because, you know, travels open up again and everything like that, being able to play Elden Ring like on the go to me would be like a huge win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is slick. Um, and, and yes, the game is that big that even when you beat it once, you've not you've not really seen. I would say yeah, even the majority, the hearing. majority of the content. It's freaking yeah, so, so there's there's a couple games that I've I've gotten on here already that I've that I've started to kind of poke around at that I've wanted to play for for a while. So. I'm, I'll I'm, bet the I'm things like happy with it. Slay the Spire and some of the indie games and stuff like that on it. Probably a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Encased is the one that I was looking forward to, which is a like a sci-fi post-apocalyptic RPG type game, uh, which is right up my alley. So uh, that's cool. installed. It runs. And I'm 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 yeah, I'm, I'm definitely playing this. Cool. Yeah. Other than that. I, you know, I'm boring. Um, you should 3D print stuff and you can talk about 3D print. I can't. I, I've been, I, work has gotten nuts and I've been so kind of just jumping from thing to thing to thing that, uh, uh, you know, um, I haven't really done a lot of tech stuff. Uh, you know, help my mom move, move a bunch of stuff around. It's springtime, so we're spring cleaning. Yay. Springtime. Um, that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm sure there's probably some housework that's going to like, you know, stripping things down and rebuilding is going to happen. So um, printers here. I, I have poked at it once in a while. I uh, just haven't done anything lately. I put a uh, BL touch, well, a CR touch, which is essentially a BL touch with a metal foot uh, on my Ender 5. And I got to say, I, I don't know why I waited so long to do so. It's actually really nice. It's nice to have that. With a uh, metal foot? Now I got to look yeah. up CR touch. So the the B the BL touch has the little plastic dongle whatever that comes out. This is metal, 
so it won't wear out oh, like the like the plastic yeah, one does. Yes. Creality came out with this one. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, is the Creality CR Touch. It's basically the exact same this, thing. Otherwise, I, I, I don't think this existed when I got my BL Touch. It may not have. It may not. It's relatively new. Maybe a year, year, two years. I don't know. It's not. It's not yeah. newish. It's not new, new. Well, I remember seeing the release for it. It might have been within a year. But uh, yeah, I finally put one on my printer and uh, just I was having some minor bed level problems and I finally just said screw it and got a got a bl touch or well first i got a bl touch and the thing was defective so i sent it back and just and and when i was trying to troubleshoot the bl touch a lot of people said don't bother just get the cr touch it's the same basic thing but it's better quality so i did i bought a cr touch they're almost the same price so i did that and it's been great oh my god i'm screwed rimworld has full support on the steam deck oh my god I'm looking through my library and looking at stuff I haven't played in about forever. Nice. I have stuff in my library I've never played. Do I own that? I might have that. RimWorld is really good. RimWorld, huh? But Oxygen Not Included runs on a 2, which is another game I got somewhat addicted to. Oof. (laughs) No, don't own RimWorld yet. RimWorld's like Dwarf Fortress in space and friendlier. So that's cool. So I'm I'm all out of my my drink. So we're gonna have to either. we're gonna have to move into the sure. news. Ah, uh, yeah. It, okay. It's, it's important, uh, you know. So anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and push the button, Frank. Here we go. So a thing happened this week, a thing that lots of news outlets are covering, although it sounded like, why? Why are we covering this? Uh, And that thing is that Elon Musk, so desperate for an edit button on his tweets, spent $44 billion on some car car guy, some car guy, guy? whatever, um, so, uh, yeah, we, we talked about this, I think, on our last show that he was that that he had announced or whatever. It became public that he owned like nine million and nine billion in Twitter or something like that. Yeah, he had, he had bought a, like nine percent. Yeah, that's right. Nine percent of Twitter. Well, and then and then in the time since then, there was all kinds of talk about Twitter and things they were doing to try to block Elon Musk from buying it. Uh, putting a quote-unquote poison pill in their contract, which I don't even know what the hell that means. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Like, wait, what? What happened to all the all the we don't want him to buy Twitter crap? All of a sudden, yes, he bought Twitter. <clears throat> what the hell? <laughs> <clears throat> so I, I'd like to do a uh, a, a, a reenactment of uh, the Twitter buy. Okay, we're not letting him buy Twitter. Wait, I'm sorry, how much? Okay, yeah, here. Here's my wallet. Put it put the money in the wallet. <laughs> yeah. So uh Elon Musk. That's pretty much it. Now. now here's well, no he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't own it yet. Okay, he, has, he will. The the deal has been approved by Twitter. It still has to go through a bunch of other stuff before the deal can actually go through. And and to mm-hmm. be clear, that's not Elon's forty four billion. That's that's Elon with Funding from other stuff, forty-four billion. So, 
Like, okay. I know everybody likes to say that Elon's going to own Twitter, but I think it's it's a little bit more complicated than that. I mean, sure. it, it always is, right? When you're talking about billions of dollars, right? Most people don't walk around with billions of dollars in their back pocket. Elon <clears throat> Musk might, but... I mean, other people don't, but I do. <laughs> um, so... Get really big pockets in these pants. If... Yeah, right. If if you've been under a rock and haven't heard much about the Elon Musk uh, tribulations around Twitter, uh, I guess he has opinions about the platform and its uh, its censorship. And uh, he's all about making he, he believes that Twitter has a future as a free speech platform. Now. That's got all kinds of minefields associated with it, I. I, I want to be clear, right? I support freedom of speech. You should be able to say the things that you want to say. However, there are a lot, and I mean a lot of people on the internet that just flat out abuse that. And then they try to stand behind free freedom of speech as like some kind of a defense. Realistically, you the freedom of speech means you can say whatever you want, but if you say the things that make you an asshole, you're still an asshole. <laughs> Right? You can't just go, I'm free. Oh, yeah. It's a free country. I could say whatever I want. Well, yes, you can, but you're still an asshole. <laughs> right? I disagree. You disagree? I mean, well, sort of. I mean, pretty much anybody has freedom of speech. Across the world, you have freedom of speech, but it's the government that can oppress. Right. So, like, when we say freedom of speech here, I, you know, like, there's this whole thing where people don't kind of, first of all, it's a private entity. Mm -hmm. You do. You are not entitled to freedom of speech. Period. Right. Yeah, you're right. not. If you, it, it's it's the same old argument. If you come into my house and call my kid ugly, I can kick you out of my house because I don't like what you said. That's not freedom. That's not my right. infringement on your freedom of speech. That's you're an asshole, and I don't want you in my house. Right. <laughs> right. And by the same token, by the way, if Elon now owns the house and is going to allow anybody to say anything, that's not entirely allowed either because if you come into the house and threaten to kill somebody you're right that's still illegal yeah mm -hmm. yeah doesn't matter that it's a private house that's now, still illegal now i don't know that that's his goal now i don't know right i i i want to think that that's not his goal elon musk seems like a more more progressive fellow than certain other folks who have been standing on the freedom of speech uh, social media is censoring me platform. Um, but I don't know, right? I don't know Elon Musk personally, obviously. I don't know any of these folks personally. But there are other people who have uh, an interest in standing up their own social media platform that is, quote, freedom of speech, uh, no censorship platform. And uh, most people generally think that that's a bad idea from those people. I don't know if it's going to be... A lot of people are associating what Elon Musk is saying with those people and those stands, those stances. And I, I don't know if that's, if that's really the goal here. Right. Um, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> so some, some of the things that he has publicly said are that he wants the only speech that needs to be regulated on Twitter is speech that is regulated by the government. His words, like basically okay. he said, the government identifies what the people want, and if the people want more speech to be censored, then they'll petition the government to do it. And Twitter should only censor what the government 
requires to be like censored is a bad word, but they, they shouldn't be moderating or stopping anybody from saying anything unless there's a law against it. Yeah. So and and I'm sorry, but like, but in the same breath, in the same breath, I'm going to get rid of the spammers. Right. Hmm. So are you I don't are you know free speech or you're going to moderate because you're talking two different things now. Does he not fully understand the scope of the problem? Because folks like us have been fighting with this for years. Just spam in general, right? Yeah, it, it's it. Yeah, the, the, this this actually this is one of the comments I wanted to make tonight was was basically like he's come out. Uh, yeah, we're going to totally kill spam. We're going to get rid of it. It's going to be gone. And we're going to open source the algorithm so people understand, you know, so that there's so that it's transparent so people can see how it works. And myself and, and, you know, I'm not the first, obviously, but like a lot of other people have come out and said, like, I've been doing email spam for decades. Yeah. And if you think that you're going to simultaneously get rid of spam and, and open source your algorithm. Yeah. You're insane. That's tough. That's I mean, tough. if that if that, if it was that easy. There wouldn't be a multi-billion-dollar spam industry, like anti-spam industry. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, this pains me to say it, but most of these successful anti-spam platforms are not open source. I mean, like I don't, I don't like that, but it's true, right? Because when you're developing a system that is meant to stop certain content or certain, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, develop certain heuristics around content. Open sourcing those algorithms makes it easy to circumvent them because you can be like, oh, well, this little loophole here, I can do that, right? Oh, now now I can get around it. Oh, now they changed the algorithm. Well, what what they change it to? Oh, they changed it to. It's like it's like it's like open sourcing your password. Like, oh, no one's gonna get my password, but here it is. It's out in the open, right? Oh, someone got my password. That's weird. Let me change my password and then open source it, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not quite that simple. Yeah. I mean, look at, the same concept. Look at same things concept. like look at Spam Assassin. It's open source. Yeah. Great product. Yeah. But if Spam Assassin didn't continue evolving rapidly, yeah, it's useless. Yeah. Like Spam Assassin works great for like the first couple of days, couple of weeks after they release new new uh, new rule uh, sets signatures. Yeah, that's but what we're looking for. Once, once you know, once that's out there, the spammers go. Oh, I can't do that anymore. Okay, well, what if I do this? And poof, your spam starts coming in again, right? right. Like, yeah, right. It, it's it's now it's same to, with same to, with antivirus. To like, be as fair, soon as you publish, as soon be, as you publish a signature, somebody's trying to work around it. To be fair, closing that algorithm off so people can't read it, people can't see it, simply Correct. means that it's 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 effectively security by obscurity. You security can't by see obscurity. it, so right. now you have to guess, right? And they still get right. through it. They still figure it out eventually. Mm-hmm. It just takes them longer because they can't look at the manual. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Mark, yeah, I think you're trying that, to that's, say that's, something. That's, that's the one area I think this is going to go nowhere. I mean, I, I, I think I stand behind the sentiment, but I, I think he's, 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 just, he's basically in for a, a rude awakening if he thinks that that's going yeah. to make it better. I don't know. I, whatever. A lot... Uh, Tens of thousands of people left Twitter and and hundreds of thousands of people joined Twitter. Like I saw, I was watching, I was reading stuff today where there was a, um, they basically looked at the, uh, it was a news report somewhere 
um, you know, Democrat de- liberal leaning folks lost thousands and thousands of, of followers over the past couple of days. Yeah. And, you know, uh, conservative folks, especially those seemingly involved with, you know, the whole January 6th and everything else gained hundreds of thousands of followers in the past couple of days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but it's probably true, is, but you know what? This is the usual I, hype train crap, right? It, it you, is. You're right. right? Is. But the, the just, reason the reason they did that is because Fox News is probably talking about it and CNN is probably talking I'm, about it. I'm MSNBC. too lazy to change. I'm yeah, too right. lazy to move. So I, I will use Twitter until it's unusable and then I won't be on social media anymore because I I've, do not want anything else. Right. I've I've done the snap decision thing before, right? Where it's oh the thing that I loved has changed hands. It's obviously going to be ruined. Go delete my accounts. And um, to be honest, I don't use Twitter as much as I used to. I, I know for you, it's pretty much the only social media that you use. So I, I was really curious what your what your opinions here were. Uh, for me, I'm going to wait and see. You know, if he ruins, yeah, if he ruins well. Twitter, I'll just delete the Twitter app from my phone. I'm not going to go delete my account. I mean, the podcast is on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. My Jeep outlet stuff is on Twitter. They both have a de- they all have a decent following. I don't intend to just snap delete them. And to be honest, I don't know where else I would go. Like, yeah, I'm I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I don't love. I don't like those platforms at all. But I'm there for the 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 sort of media um, reasons, right? To 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 promote content and to to do the the social media things, right? Um, I don't, I hardly ever use Facebook for personal reasons anymore because I just hate it. I hate the, I don't want to say I hate the people, but I hate the people there. <laughs> like they're all these toxic, terrible people. And yeah, I mean, it's just, I guess it's just as true on Twitter, but it, it, it feels different on Twitter for some reason. A, a lot of people say Twitter's so toxic and whatever. I, I don't get that feeling there. Maybe it's just the people I, that I'm associated with there. I don't know, but. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, care I enough feel... about Twitter to really have an opinion about this whole thing, if I'm honest. Yeah. I'm yeah, on it, I feel... but I, I don't care. Yeah. And I, the I people the difference... who are tearing their clothes about it and like, oh, now I've got to quit Twitter because Elon Musk might buy it. And no, oh, it's terrible. I, I just don't understand. Yeah. I just don't yeah, get it. Some people have extreme reactions. I, I think I think your 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 comment about Facebook being different, I think the difference is that a, a person so, so being associated with somebody in Facebook is a two-way street you have to be yeah. friends with them yeah whereas Twitter it's a one-way street I can follow somebody and they don't have to follow me right right and I think honestly that that is the attraction for me because like people people that follow like I couldn't care less about a, a ton of people that follow me I don't even know who they are don't care it's I'm not there to to follow you know I don't feel obligated because you followed me that I should follow you back. Right. I follow the people that I'm interested in hearing from. That is is kind of the attraction to Twitter. And that is what makes it a a different, a different feel. Right. Um, Yeah. I, I, if, if Twitter had had to go away for me, I, I, like, like for me, the only option left would be to, uh, you know, a, a host your own decentralized thing. Like Mastodon or something like that. I and, think I would. And those don't I think have. I would just not be on social media. They're, yeah, they're, I, I guess that's not realistic. it. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's Mastodon is probably the one that has the <clears> most <throat> following at the moment. Like you can actually find people you want to interact with on Mastodon. 
most of the others are just like a complete dead zone. There's just no one there. Yeah. So the the funny part about Mastodon, and and I was and 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 I, I you know, if you know anything about how the systems work, this is not a surprise. But um, you know, a lot of people were jumping there, like, oh, Twitter, like, you know, this is this is going to be horrible. They're going to steal our privacy and everything else. And somebody pointed out, like. You understand that if you're on Mastodon, you are at the full mercy of the person running your Mastodon node. Yeah. And if you yeah. if you think that you can send private messages between you and somebody else, the person who runs your Mastodon node and if the person that you're talking to on the other end is on a different node, both of the admins of those nodes can see your private messages. I don't know. I, I doubt they are. Um, but yeah, as far as I can tell, there's no, there's no encryption keys or anything involved with Mastodon. So other than like HTTPS. So yeah. Right. You know, okay. I'm not saying it's a bad platform. It's probably a great platform, but if you're going there because of privacy and, and being scared on all that, like eh, make better decisions. There's platforms that do incorporate security, things like diaspora, uh, matrix, right? But they don't have the following, right? So you could go to those things and it's have no one to talk to. Chicken and the egg. Yeah, right. Like Matrix is is getting. Yeah. There's a lot more nerds on Matrix than there were when I tried to move Iron Sysadmin over to uh, to Matrix. Um, I'm not suggesting that I'm going to try that again, but um, I would like to see more people use it. It has it has come a long way. Uh, we're starting to use it for certain things internally. Um, well, at Red Hat, right? I mean, it's not a public thing. Uh, I don't feel like that's like something bad I shouldn't talk about. But there is a chat platform now that we can use. Um, I've I still have the server set up that I tried to move Iron Sysadmin over to, and I've been using that to communicate with certain people. But it just isn't. It's it doesn't have the adoption that like Discord or or um, Discord Discord or that uh, Slack even has, or even some of the other older platforms like IRC, right? Like you, you, I can't believe you're not using Teams. Yeah, right. Forget it. <laughs> no, honestly, like like GChat. There's a whole contingent of people at 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 Red Hat because we we do use Gmail that are a GChat, or, you know, GChat only. That's that's what they use. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the future of social media looks like if Twitter gets gets gobbled up by some rich guy who then bends it to his will. Let's. Let's revisit this in like three or six months because yeah. at this point it's speculation. It and is. It's, it's. It is. Maybe. Maybe so, Elon Musk and, will be an awesome master. I don't know. And, <laughs> and maybe I he's gotta a horrible, be horrible person, and he comes in, and everybody quits, and Twitter goes under. I mean, yeah. you know, who knows? Right. Quite right. some time ago. Quite some time ago on Memo List, and and this this was this has been more than a year. A red hatter made the audacious statement that social media is probably one of the worst things humankind has ever invented. I mean, he was comparing it to some truly horrific things. (laughs) And my initial reaction was like, that sounds like overkill. But the more I think about that, he might not have been wrong. Yeah, he may not have been wrong. But hey. And Basilisk, if you're listening (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to break you. I'm trying to bring you up. Anyway, <laughs> All right. What other news do we have? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. What else we got here? The next one's mine. I, you think I'd remember what it is? Oh, this is this is kind of neat. Um, 
The headline, mm. it's from CNN Business. Oh, the other one was from what? NBC News. The one about Twitter. Um, and that was just for the first one I found. There's, there's like a million, a million news, news outlets covering this. Uh, yeah, let's see. The but, next by one the is way, NBC News. Your, your autoplay video sucks. Yeah, they always do. Autoplay videos should just be banned. And uh, maybe they will be because the U.S. and over 55 other countries commit to democratic, democratic Internet governance. Now, there's not a whole lot of meat to this article. It sounds like a whole bunch of countries, 55, including the U.S., have said, we promise not, we promise to keep the internet open. And this is basically in a response to things like Russia and China that have done things to limit access to the internet and limit access to information for their own gain, right? Um, I, I like the concept, but there's no, like at least in the article here, there's no like technical guidelines here. It's just like, we promise to be nice. We promise to be good. We're not going to do the bad things, but they don't really define the bad things or the good things. Um, so that, that kind of scares me, but if this goes the way it could go, it could be a good thing. Um, I know I'm being vague here, but that's because the article's kind of vague. I don't know if either of you have read this and have commentary, but, um, yeah, I glanced through it. Uh, uh 55, 55, what is it? Countries. Yeah. Uh, which are not named in the article. But, no, they're not. But that include things like Canada and the United Kingdom and Ukraine and Taiwan have decided that we're totally going to be nice on the Internet. Yeah. So, yay, I guess. Yeah. 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 And until there's there's more specifics here, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know how to feel about this. Um, but in theory, it could be a good thing. In theory, it could also be a terrible thing. It really depends on the guidelines here, right? If there are any. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, also, I, I feel it like also this has happened before. It doesn't fix the problem of China and Russia. It fixes it for us, but not for them, right? Like, it doesn't help anybody in China or Russia. I, yeah, and, 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 and like I said, I, I, feel, I feel like this has happened before. I feel like every couple of years they come out with this. Yeah, we're all totally on board be to be right. awesome with the internet, and you know, yeah. and here's the here's the ninety page fluff statement that actually says nothing. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. The headline, or not the headline, but the opening of the article says more than fifty five countries, including the United States, announced their commitment Thursday to defending a free and open internet, agreeing to uphold digital human rights in response to rising authoritarianism in cyberspace and uh, there's even a and, word here and they don't define any of that there's a word here they call the splinter net which is meant to define you know the splintering of the internet haha ha, funny funny the splinter net uh you know and again this is like countries trying to wall themselves off from the global internet to try to control the flow of information and i think i would hope the three of us on this show agree that the flow of information is generally a good thing what people do yeah. with that information can definitely be a bad thing. We've seen a lot of that recently. Um, but uh, I think limiting people's access to that information is generally a bad idea, you know, just for the sake of limiting them. Anyway, I thought it was an, inter an interesting concept. We'll see if it turns into anything actually tangible and useful. At the moment, it's a bunch of politicians going, yeah, we're going to make sure that the information is free. How does that thing work again? Can we actually do any of this? No, you can't. Really. The series of tubes <laughs> will always be yeah. open. Vote for me. 
Yeah, the series of tubes will remain open. The dump trucks will continue to flow. No dump <laughs> trucks on our tubes. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, Jason, I think you put the next two articles in. The, the NSA is doing it. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is more of a like holy shit moment. Um, so the NSA re re awards ten billion dollar cloud computing contract to AWS. Well, I'm uh, so glad I got this from Slashdot, who in turn got it from Silicon, Silicon Angle? Angle. Yeah, I don't know. Insert random Angle. set of tech sounding words here that we've turned into a website. Um, so I guess yeah, back in August of last year um the nsa awarded a contract to aws for a 10 billion dollar cloud computing thing i would give you the details on it but it's top secret oh good. um so you know national security it's the nsa all. we can't we can't tell you that um and then the uh the, the government accountability office stepped in and said wait a minute you need to reevaluate that because Microsoft was crying. Um, oh, we talked about this. Then, I remember this now. We, yeah. we covered this on the well, show like eight months ago or something. I'm not sure if this is the same thing, but yeah, this this is happening a lot. Um, yeah. So Microsoft whined. The GAO came in and said, totally reevaluate. And the NSA said, yeah, we're still good with AWS. Thanks. And <laughs> we totally um, reevaluated. We waited eight months and we said AWS. <laughs> yeah. So apparently they, they've reevaluated it and AWS gets it again. Um, there's another contract called the Joint Warfighting Cloud Capability Procurement Program that AWS is bidding for, which I'm sure is another couple billion. And there was another article I found that uh, Microsoft might be getting a $22 billion contract from the Defense Department for HoloLens. So, um, yeah, stupid, ridiculous amounts of money are being spent on bullshit. That sounds like government. I don't, I en don't like enjoy, the idea of... Enjoy your these, beans. Of, yeah, friggin' like, the cloud to me... No one's been ever able to prove to me that the cloud is a is a cheaper, better way to do real, real IT stuff. Stand up an EC2 instance sometime, run top and run something that takes a lot of CPU and look at look at uh, look at what how much processor time is being stolen by other guests on the hypervisor. Amazon like just overloads their shit. And you're not even getting close to what you're paying for. I I really hope that the NSA is smart enough to use dedicated hosts and not be sharing you sharing. They should hosts. just have their own damn. Yeah, they should have their own they, data centers. Well, they, they, they should, but I think look, I'm, I think I'm poss doing, possibly I'm, when you're dealing with the government, the between bidding for build me a building with a bunch of computers to do a thing, and hey AWS spin me up a thing. It might, because it's the government now, it might actually be cheaper to do AWS. That might be the one instance where AWS <laughs> is actually actually cheaper. I'm, uh, I'm working with a customer right now that... Uh, we've seen... Yeah. They're on Azure, right? And they're having this... They have a ridiculously beefy system. They're paying top dollar for this thing on Azure. 
It uses um, ANF, which is like this high-performance storage, which is, by the way, NFS, uh, in the background, on uh, on on Azure. And they're NFS, getting these... not they're, Samba? Right, and they're getting these really... Yeah, it is. It's it's a NetApp box, basically. It's, it's a NetApp connected to a VM. Um, but they're getting yeah, these weird performance problems. And the... The absolutely crazily frustrating part is we can see the rel side. We can't see any of the pieces between that and the file system, right? Because it's in the cloud and they're paying a ridiculous amount of money for this thing. And we've spent like a month. We can't figure out what the problem is. We've got Microsoft involved. We've got, we've got the Oracle database folks involved uh, because it's an Oracle workload. And we've got, of course, us at Red Hat involved. And, if this, if you had access to all the pieces, this would probably be solved, right? So this is this is outlining one of the problems with with cloud providers, in that there's a bunch of black boxes in like that's that's out of your reach. You can't touch. You can't look at. You have to trust their word for it. They're like, oh yes, everything's fine, for in the back end, it's all good. And I'm not saying that they're lying to us, but something weird is happening, and we can't see it. Right. There's something so, happening yeah. here. Something happening here. So anyway, Boy, this this is this is just another one of the clear. this is another one of the one of the problems with cloud providers. And you know, shared resources is a thing, right? I mean, there. All I know and it's, is. It, go ahead. I, we we saw I saw some big Red Hat customers who are going to go all in on cloud, who then started to fuck right off with that idea. Well, I, and it's and, and more of a mixed situation. I kind of wish this customer would. <laughs> and it, 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 it's clouds. You don't know if there's a three foot jumper between you and the NetApp or a 20 mile cable. Right. Because it's cloud. Right. Right. That's what I mean. It's a black box. It, in yeah. every, Everything outside of the rail yeah. box, we can't see a thing. We uh, we can't even see the hypervisor. We can't even see what's going on I, there. It, it it is it is interesting to hear that the NSA, who is so, you know, critical and secure about their data, and they're going to go AWS. That that's just weird. Yeah. You know? So yeah, now, now right. AWS does have GovCloud. It's separate physical data centers from what i understand but whatever yes i know i have i i have been in situations where i have uh higher security clearance because i can i can i work on different things but like so what yeah. that doesn't you know, like i am not a government employee you know like it, it's 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 just it's it's one of those like you have people that are not working for you working for you I want my NSA data in ridiculously secure data centers guarded by Marines with M16s. Yeah, I mean that, that's and, sort and, of the thing, right? So Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, 10 10 billion dollars to uh Amazon because they're poor. Good go 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 them. That should get them what, like a year's worth of a, a, a yeah, and then know, they'll a small maybe uh, maybe Jeff Bezos will buy the next social network, and then <laughs> they'll be locked in because once you go into one of these specific clouds, it is so easy to get sucked into yeah. their specific yep. technologies. It, it really that migrating off is brutal. It really depends on how you how you how you utilize it. But yeah, the the moment you start using the AWS specific services. You're kind of stuck, or you got to figure out a migration plan. Yeah, sometimes. So, 
Sometimes Moving right along. we touch. Yeah, we got one from Ars Technica. The honesty is too much. I, I love this one. Microsoft, Microsoft finds Linux desktop flaw that gives root to untrusted users. That is ironic. Which is hilarious. It's, it is it's ironic. Like, it's, it's great. Maybe, maybe uh, they've so just been, thing, they've been waiting for this moment since the 90s. Just saying. This <laughs> this thing is called Nimbus Pwn because we have to give names to things. Uh, and it basically comes down to this thing called Network D Dispatcher. Um, okay. And there's like a, a, a multi-step process here. But base, basically, um, what you're doing is creating a temporary directory. Um, I'm, I'm with a sorry bunch to, of files I'm sorry to, in it. Sorry to interrupt, but I have to. <laughs> this is related oh to our last article. It's in our chat on YouTube. Thirsty Gnomes says you need a get smart intro to get your data. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. With the cone of silence. Anyway, I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> yes. I just, yes. Co- I found that entirely too funny. My- so so uh, um, basically for, for this particular vulnerability, what they're doing is is. And I'm not I'm not following the whole thing. I need to read through this and run run through it like a dozen times where I can fully get it stuck in my head. But they're they're creating a temporary directory and creating a bunch of files that mimic another root level directory, say slash SBIN. And then they're they're tricking um, a process into running their files instead of running the actual files that are in slash s bin by using a symlink um and in in the other direction it's it's like this really weird you kind of you kind of got to read through it but uh it's it's one of those it's one of those vulnerabilities that's a vulnerability because you have a complex system and there's a bunch of moving parts and one thing doesn't quite track with the other and you end up with a race condition so as long as you can be faster you can win and gain gain root credentials it's, it's kind of slick you said race condition so here's my favorite knock knock joke knock knock race condition <laughs> who's there there you go. Sorry, I've been I've been sucked into trying to find the Get Smart theme song, but I'll, I'll stop that now. <laughs> uh, oh, really? there's so, just bring that up immediately. There's been a couple songs or a song, a couple comments. On, oh, they're from you. Never mind. <laughs> so the good part about this security flaw is that your enterprise distros like Red Hat, anything Red Hat based, is not impacted. So. So RHEL itself, your Cento, your CentOS variants, your Almas, your your uh, whatever the hell the other ones are. I don't remember all of them. Rocky, Rocky. For, for what reason? For for what reason? They're 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 not configured using this particular daemon, nor do they use the default uh, naming scheme for that network thingy. Uh, and they also temp does not allow executables by default. Temp yeah. is yeah. SA Linux, Linux would prevent this as well, I believe. Probably. So, well, it's true that it is a vulnerability in certain distributions. It is not the case for 
I would imagine it also probably doesn't work in Fedora either, just because of the way it's configured. Yeah, probably. Configuring. Okay, fine. Red Hat's wonderful and awesome. But there's well, other distros. No, so so no, well, I, no I, said distros. I said <laughs> I said enterprise distros, including Red Hat. Uh this is but this is an argument in favor of, you know, be careful of what you run your business on. Of course. Uh Debian, you know, Debian is good too, right? Um you just you want to make sure that it's a distro that is hardened. That's one of the values of an enterprise distro, whether it's from Red Hat or some other Linux Linux distribution that that the work has been put on to to make it more secure. That Linux is a set of tools. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here and you can build a fantastic distribution that's really tight and secure or you could build a distribution that's, you know, more full of holes than a North Jersey guy's underwear. You just got to, you know, it depends, right? Your use case. And not every not every Linux distro needs to be super locked down either. Yes, right? it does. Yep. Agreed. All of it does. Sorry. It just it, this right. the, situations like this. Sometimes Linux folk and I've been guilty of this. We're, we're super arrogant about how great Linux is compared to other operating systems. So whenever something like this happens, our Windows friends love to shove the shit in our face. I'm not. Arrogant. And that's You're a little arrogant. bit of what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, this is one of those like so this is a local <clears throat> privilege escalation <clears throat> vulnerability. How many RCEs were there in the last uh, the the last Windows minutes. update? The <laughs> last twenty eight minutes. <laughs> I, th- I believe there were like three or four RCEs in the last Windows Windows patch day or whatever the hell it was. That's patch that's Tuesday. one you can exploit remotely. Yeah, Is that yeah. remote code execution. Code execution. Thank you. I I my TLA library is not what it could be sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So so I guess I guess I need to pen test my Steam Deck because you know. It runs could, Linux, and I should find out if I'm vulnerable. You could totally you could. be vulnerable. You could. Or I could play Valheim. So you could, I would I would just play Valheim, to be honest. <laughs> or Elden Ring. Or Elden Ring. He doesn't have Elden Ring yet. The podcast hasn't bought it for he him He needs yet. his... No, he needs a son. You need, I, I, I assume it's you your son. Your yeah. to, to, lock, to do uh, Steam, Steam library sharing for yeah, him. Yeah, I, I, believe, I believe he has it, so I, I should be good if I if I do that. Well, he's been playing it. He better have it. Why? Well, I, I don't know what platform he has it on, oh, um, okay. but I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's PC. He might have it on the X. If you've got an Xbox, ten, well, it'll run on the it'll run on the last two generations of console, the current gen and the last gen. Yeah. So I could get it yeah, on my, I, on my I, PS4 I is what you're saying? You could. I could have done that. You could if you wanted to. And then, and then my kids could have complained to me because they couldn't play on the PlayStation, and I'm ho- is it, hoarding the. Television. Well, how is how is performance for you? Because if performance for you was good, then there's, like, I got it on the PS5 because I absolutely didn't want to screw around with it. Yeah, my, no, my it, gaming rig, my gaming rig is good, but in the I, the PS5 is gorgeous. In the thirty minutes that I played Elden Ring, it seemed smooth as butter. But uh, I'm not even out of the tutorial yet, so who knows, right? If if when I get You're into more populated fine. areas, it's going to be worse. I don't know. I don't know how the game. Like you, I don't know. I don't know where people's got, pain points are. You got it on the PS5 just so that you could say you had a PS5. No, that would be a couple of other <laughs> games, but yeah. Oh, I lo- I love the PS5, man. Oof, it's a beautiful machine. All I and you can get them if you want. I mean, you just gotta. You gotta be tactical. 
You don't need to buy them from a scalper. You can sign up for GameStop or you monitor GameStop. They often do drops. You can register for free at Sony. and You can get your own PS5 if you list. want. Three virgins, two chickens, and a snail. And you're golden. A snail? Mm. Wow. Yeah, I, the, I uh, need to throw snail. something else in there, and a snail snail came to mind. Yeah, yeah a goat, you, goat maybe. Okay, like, is it so, a ghost snail that summons other things? Because the like in yes. the game, the, the chickens that's, snail summoner. That's my usual go to, right? The sacrificial chickens. So you had to go with snails. I said, I said chickens. Oh, you did. You said virgins. Three, three, okay. three virgins, two chickens, and a snail. You got the two common ones first, and then the snail. Okay, all right, I, I'll I'll go for it. But look, you have to have something uncommon in there. It is it's a really hard it's a really hard summons. This is a PS5 we're talking about. Yeah. I'm I'm just not not going to go anywhere with that comment. All right. So, this has been a fun episode. <laughs> and I don't know if it's going to work, but let's see. It appears to be working. All right, folks. So thanks for listening to tonight's episode. What? $10 billion of NS data just appeared on my computer. Whoa. (laughs) All you needed was the theme song. All right. So thanks. Thanks for tuning out. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in tonight, folks. Uh, If you watched on the live stream, thank you for hanging in for all of this uh, insanity that is a normal episode of the Iron Sysadmin podcast. If you want to hang out for all this insanity, you can find us on both YouTube and Twitch. We may even have the Get Smart theme song as part of our usual repertoire of (laughs) sounds from now on. (laughs) I'm actually, I'm loving that as the outro. (laughs) That... I watched so many reruns of this show when I was a kid. <laughs> show is great. All right, folks. If uh, if you want to find us on social media, until Elon Musk ruins Twitter, you can find us at the Iron Sysman Podcast on Twitter. And until Meta, Meta replaces <laughs> Facebook with something terrible, you can find us there, too. Um, if you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon. Or you can just go buy a shirt or something on Teespring. Links for all of that are in the description of today's show. And this is really good. I'm really digging the the, the vibe here of having some outro music. We're gonna have to make this a thing. It just goes on forever. Hopefully we don't get. Hopefully we don't get copyright struck. <laughs> it goes on <laughs> yeah. It really does. All right. Is it done yet? Maybe. No, it's not. I don't know. It's not done yet. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Folks, this has been fun. Um, I think I covered everything. Uh, you guys got any 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 final words before we end the show for the night while I find the, the ending screen? <laughs> P- push the Frank button. Oh, that wasn't it. <laughs> that was not it. That was... <laughs> push the button, Frank. Where... Cease these foolish <laughs> ambitions. Where, uh, where night, is internet. it? I moved things around and now I can't find it. We're going to have to come up with new things to say now. No, here it is. Because he wasn't ready. All right. Good night, folks. (laughs)